It's the Real Roots Radio podcast, on-demand content highlighting the best information and entertainment from the Real Roots Radio team. Here's Dane, whoop, whoop, pocket. Thank you. Hello, hello, Tony. How you doing? <laughs> All right, my friend. Thanks, thanks for having me on the Real Roots Radio, the Triple R's today. I, I really appreciate it. I've enjoyed Wayne Hobbs there a while ago, too. Yes, sir. Now you, uh, you got to be around uh, Chubby and Steve Lake and the Swingmasters for quite a many years. Yeah, I met Chubby uh, when I was well. I was thinking to paint Valley Jamboree at the time, and then I went to work at NCR in Dayton. And Steve Lake started them shows down there at Chautauqua Park. And um, I went down. I said maybe I can promote some shows for him. Just put up some posters or something. I went down there and asked him if I could put some posters down around my hometown of Highland County and down in Hillsboro and Peebles. And, my hometown of Sinking Springs, and oh yeah, so I started doing that, and I told him I sung there at Paint Valley Jamboree, so he put me on a few shows and stuff. First, in fact, the first time I was ever on the show there at Chautauqua Park, Paul Paul Moon Mullins introduced me. So really? That was, that, was, uh, that was back several years ago, and then I met Chubby down there. He was in Tacoma, Washington. He came back here, I think, in 1972. I just talked to Steve Lake this morning there. And uh, I think he came back in 72, but he, he uh, backed me on a few songs. In fact, Chubby has has been on a lot of stuff. He was on that radio show there, uh, the TV show there with Bob Braun. He was the steel guitar player. And to this day, when I said the Swing Masters, I wish I'd said Chubby Howard uh, because I was going to get ready to introduce the band. I had my brother Jerry Puckett was on that playing drums. Steve Lake was playing bass. Stephen Lake, 11 years old, was playing piano. Charlie Ross was the lead guitar player, and Chubby was playing steel, and I was out there doing the whooping. So, uh, but he's been on a lot of a lot of stuff. I've done a lot of shows with him. Uh, Steve and Steve Lake had this show with Brookville, the Brookville Opry, mm-hmm. and uh, featuring Steve Lake and Swingmasters, and Dean Whoop Whoop Puckett was the MC, but I sung also, featuring of course Chubby Howard and uh, Tony Howard and Tony Hale and uh, Bill. Bo- uh, Blaine Bowman, uh, Rich Martin was on that show, Phyllis Moyer. So uh, a lot of us was on that show. It was doing real well, and then, and then uh, somebody were raised to rent or something and kind of knocked it out. We was just getting it going real good. Mm-hmm. It was every Saturday night. So, but, but I rode over there and back with Chubby in that big car of his. And, uh, boy, we would talk. He, he would talk about Ray Price or Buck Owens. He said, you worked with Merle Haggard for several years. What do you think? Of? And I said, well, he's a quiet man. I said, you know, Chubby, I think Merle was writing the song 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I think you're right. Because you couldn't hardly, I mean, if he was backstage, he, you know, they'd have food brought in backstage before the show. He'd be sitting over in the corner, and I'd say, is he writing another song over in that corner? So, I mean, he was the quiet Kind of individual man, of course. Uh, you you know Leona Wims, and I know Leona, and Steve Lake knows Leona Wims. She was married to him for a few years, and uh, I I kind of picked her brain about uh, uh, Merle, and he he was just like you say, he's just what he was. He was just always writing the song. But uh, uh, Chubby had a lot to do getting him started out there in Tacoma, with Washington, that television show. Mm-hmm. Oh, him and Loretta Lynn and Buck Owens and Win Stewart and uh, those 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 people off the West Coast. Then they all come back this way, and then then they really got going back in Nashville. They sure did. Now uh, back to your days traveling with uh, uh, Steve Lake and of course the Swingmasters and Chevy. Uh, you guys uh, 
uh, got to spend quite a bit of time down around uh, Nashville, didn't you? Oh yeah, Lord yeah, what the was all over. Of course, uh, Steve had the band, and, and uh, uh, either Chubby Howard was playing the steel or Wayne Hobbs was playing the steel, and uh, he had a bus in the band. That was a big advantage, and he backed up, of course, Connie Smith on some shows, and and he had a lot of different acts that that, that he backed up. But Connie was his main one, and uh, Leona Williams. I know he backed her up some, and and he'll be on later on today. I think Steve. Well, I talked to him a while ago. I tried to call Don Adams there a while ago, and and he's out trucking, I guess. But he'll be listening. So hi, Don. I want to say hi to the Adams boys over Greenfield, and. Um, Mostly all, I want to send this uh, this whole show out today to Brian and Tony and Dale Zink and Mary. I mm-hmm. want to make sure we mention their names today because that was his two boys, Brian and Tony. Yes, sir. And Tony hired off a good singer, by the way, too. So, um, yeah, um, Chubby's, uh, Chubby's, like you say, he's been on a lot. Of, he's been on my records. He recorded uh, God's Hall of Fame. Uh, he played steel guitar on that. I had an idea to write that song. I was getting ready to go on tour with the Vandells, who I've been with for the past 30 years. Uh, I was going to uh, Florida to do some shows down there, and on the way down I wrote this song called God's Hall of Fame. I brought it back to Steve and Stephen, and they liked it, but they said it needs one more verse, so Stephen wrote the, the last verse of the song. And um, we put uh, Chubby on the steel guitar, and had all the swing masters. Uh, we recorded over at uh, Jeff Smith's uh, uh, recording studios, his house over Mason. He does a lot of stuff for Disney World and Kings Island. He does all that, make, makes all them recordings up over there for that because he's the music director of Kings Island. Mm-hmm. And um, and also the Vandells did the background vocal on it later on, so I thought it came out pretty good. It's a, kind of a Ray Price style uh, music. And it's called God's Hall of Fame. So Chubby is in the <clears throat> Franklin, Ohio Hall of Fame with football. He's in the Steel Guitar Hall of Fame, and and I hope I hope and pray that he's in the Steel uh, the uh, God's Hall of Fame now. Yes, sir. Could, couldn't have said it better myself. That's uh, <laughs> that's that's the ultimate goal, uh, right there. Dane Puckett with us on the Chubby Howard Show today. Now uh, you got to travel around with these guys, and of course, uh, spending all this time together over the years and on the road, uh, you pick you get to see some interesting things and and hear some good stories. Uh, what what's some of your fondest memories, fondest stories, uh, your days on the road with uh, Chubby? Well, men, I don't know one. It was kind of kind of embarrassing on my part. Me and Steve and Chubby went to Nashville one time. Okay. So we went around. We were around. Uh, we wanted to hear music. And they said Buddy Emmons is playing up in the up here with a bunch of pickers in the in the place. So we went over and heard Buddy Emmons. And I used to go around to these uh, some of these clubs up here or any place I could, uh, even in church or anywhere, any place I could sing. I had a drum and I used to play just a little rhythm shop. Uh, chops on the drum and the steel you know, the, they was playing along there one time and, and they said is anybody out there in the band got a we got a drummer and uh, I said well I play snare drums I don't know if that's enough or not <laughs> so <laughs> Chubby said you're going up as a drummer I said yeah I don't I guess I, I just do a little rhythm shot so I went up there and I got one song in and Buddy Hems looked back at me pretty bad 
And so I got another song in. About the third song, about halfway through the third song, he stopped. He said, "We we got to have another drummer." <laughs> <laughs> Johnny said, "You got hard." I said, "Johnny, I never got hard yet." <laughs> no, that's a and uh, but uh, I've told Chubby and Steve all my life. I said, "You got to remember." I, I'm not very good at drumming, but I made I made the Buddy Emmons band at one time. That's, that's right. <laughs> of all the people that I worked with, I worked, of course, 10 years with Charlie Pride selling. And, but where I got started at was down at Chautauqua Park. Um, I think uh, Jerry Lee Lewis came in town that day, and I was out there on stage doing Walter Brenham. And I was doing um, uh, Green Green Grass at Home. I put Walter Brenham in there, and, mm-hmm. and Jerry Lee kind of liked it, and I got to meet Jerry Lee. and. I said, I'd like to go on the road and sell merchandise for you. He said, well, kid, he said, if you think you can stand the killer, you got the job. But I was working in CR at the time. I had to go up there and get a leave of absence. Mm-hmm. And um, so about four weeks later, I called his road manager and said, I'm ready to go on the road with Jerry Lee. So uh, we, well, I went out on the road with him. It got down to New Year's, and uh, the steel guitar player left. And I, Jerry Lee said, I got to have a steel guitar player. And I said, Well, I know two in, in in Ohio. One's Chubby Howard and one's Wayne Hobbs. And so I called Chubby and uh, I said, Chubby, you've been working much? Said, I'm working Crystal Pistol about six nights a week, I think he said. I said, Okay. I didn't even mention the fact that it was Jerry Lee Lewis or anything. <laughs> so I called Wayne Hobbs and I said, Wayne, could you go to work for Jerry Lee Lewis? I said, He said, Well, I'm working with, with, uh, I forget who it was with. Uh, uh, he had New Year's show. I said, we need you New Year's Day with Jerry Lee Lewis. We're going out for 15 days in a row. And he said, yeah, I can make it. And I said, well, your first first show is on the Andy Williams TV show. So uh, I said, now don't bring much with you because we, we're in a plane. We can't we can't uh, have much with you. So we went and he flew into Memphis. And we got, I think, it, I think we flew Memphis or Nashville one or the other. Man, we're going back so many years, I can't remember what I did yesterday. But uh, we picked him up at his steel and his amp, and I said, did you bring anything with you? And he pulled out his toothbrush out of his pocket, said, that's all I brought with me. I said, Wayne, we're going out for 15 days, that I guess I'll have to buy clothes on the road. <laughs> I said, I've never, I've been around this business a long time. I've never seen anybody leave for a 15 day tour with a toothbrush. So after, so after Chubby found out that it was Jerry Lee Lewis, how did he react then? No, he didn't. I don't think he ever did know. I just asked him if he was busy. Oh, I said, okay. I got a job for you if you're, if you're not doing anything. And he said, yeah, I'm working crystal pistol six nights a week. So, uh, I don't think he ever did know it was, uh, was uh, was Jerry Lee? So, because I was, I was at a, I was at a uh, truck stop when I was talking. I had to put quarters, kept putting quarters in, uh-huh. car, and my quarter, I didn't have any more quarters put in. So we had to cut the conversation off. Well, and, that, uh, that tells you how many years ago that was. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Wayne got the job. And we flew in this DC three for a long time. And finally, we took it in to have it serviced and, and all done up and redone. And while we was there, we borrowed this other plane. It was a, was some executives out of Memphis had it. We flew in it, and Jerry said, "I'm buying this plane. We're going to park the other plane. This in good shape." And unfortunately, Ricky Nelson bought that plane, and that's the one he went down in. The one we flew mm-hmm. in, 
wow. and lost his life in that plane. But it wasn't because it wasn't in good shape. He went out in a storm that night. Mm-hmm. So that's, that was a sad situation. But, uh, uh, hey, I want to say um, uh, at the funeral, uh, Richard Lynch, he, he wrote a song and recorded a song about Chubby Howard, and he, they played the first song was played at the funeral. And it was really, really good. I hope uh, Real Roots Radio plays it sometimes. It's about Chubby Howard and Dolly Parton sung "I Will Always Love You." And when I was working with Dolly, of course, after after I worked with Charlie Pride for ten years, I worked with Merle Haggard five years, and worked with him, and then um, then got with Dolly. And I said, Dolly, you ought to, we ought to put out a book about you, all your pictures and everything. And the book's titled "I Will Always Love You." Mm-hmm. So we finally did. She signed the first book to Porter Wagner. She signed the second book to her mother. She signed the third book to me. Wow! So that was that was pretty impressive, right there. And and, and I never will forget. We played Middletown, Ohio, one time. That was the way we were down in Kentucky doing some colleges. We and she said, "I want to come by your mom's house and and have dinner." Mm-hmm. So she drove into Sinking Springs with her bus. And we we got out. And we had dinner in Sinking Springs. This was in the early seventies. And uh, then we went on to Middletown, and and Man Dolly walked up on stage out of the bus, and there was uh, <clears throat> Paul Moon Mullins walking across stage. I said, "Moon, some lady here would like to meet you," and he come over, smiling ear to ear. I said, "This Miss Dolly, this is one of the best disc jockeys in the world. He's my favorite." Uh, Paul Moon Mullins. And that was and, about um, that was about the same time she found out that Chubby's parents were celebrating their fiftieth anniversary, wasn't it? I think it was right in that 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 time. That was very she, very close. She found she found out that uh, Chubby's parents were celebrating fifty years of marriage, and uh, she sent one of their address, and she sent them a really nice uh, card wishing them a happy fiftieth wedding anniversary. Chubby always talked about that. And uh, trying, he's always said he had it at the house somewhere, but he just couldn't quite find it. So uh, I hope uh, it's somewhere with all of his many archives of uh, music and all kinds of memorabilia that he has. Well, uh, Dane, we're getting about down to the end of the rope here, my friend, but I'm so glad that you uh, were able to call in and share some of your uh, musical memories of the man that we're honoring today, Mr. Uh, Chevy Howard. I know that uh, all of you are such a just a... uh, close, tight-knit group of friends for all these years, you, Chebby, and, of course, uh, the Swingmasters and all all the other uh, fellow musicians and friends out there. Really do appreciate uh, your time today, and uh, look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thanks, Tyler. You're, you're a great man, and uh, continue on with Chubby's uh, tradition here. I know you will. So let me give you a whoop, 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 and I'm out of here. All right, my <laughs> friend. Take care. Bye-bye. Dane Puckett on Real Roots Radio. We've been keeping it real for over two decades with no signs of slowing down. Real Roots Radio.